Pastor Michael E. Tan. I'm the senior pastor of the Bethlehem Baptist Church in Pauls Valley, Oklahoma. We're at 311 North Dunbar, 55 miles south of Oklahoma City. We want to welcome you to today's program. Today you're going to be listening to a word either from myself, my lovely wife Kimberly E. Tan, or associate minister at Bethlehem, or teacher. But before we get into word today, we just want to welcome those who are listening throughout our MySpace page at www.myspace.com backslash Pastor Michael Eaton. That's E-A-T-O-N. Maybe listening through our church website at www.heargodsword at Bethlehem.com or podcast of the same name, Hear God's Word at Bethlehem or through our Women of the Divine Faith or other Ministries all on the internet. Now, let's get into the word. We'll move all the doubt and cause a sun to give us lively devotion today. As we will, after our brief devotional message, enter into our church conference, our church conference, and we look forward to see what God has been doing and what God is about to do in the life of our church, amen, amen, we have on the screen as always a vision uh, for where we believe God is, is going to move us and going to take us, the outside as well as the inside, and and I've been saying all throughout our time, it's time for us to move in before we get in. Amen. <laughs> move in before we get in. And we're going to show you today how you can take positive actions and steps to move in. Amen. Amen. Um, Bethlehem. Amen. That is our theme uh, for this year is to make him known. And we're in and entered into a time of uh, this month, a make him known theme. Uh, so make him known through salvation. And Psalms one twenty, uh, Psalms twenty eight eight says, "The Lord is the strength of His people, a fortress of salvation for His anointed one." And we've been looking throughout all this month how God saves His people, and we're. We're talking about saved from circumstance, not soul salvation for the most part, but we are looking forward to God, uh, particularly we pray on our fourth Sunday is that there will be soul salvation take place as we do what God tells us to do as a church uh, on Share the Love Sunday. So you need to begin to reach those who are in the box and invite them out for this fourth Sunday. Amen. Amen. But tonight we're going to share a message entitled The Fruition of My Salvation. We're going to be looking at 2 Samuel 23 through uh, 23, 5 through 7. Um, let's read this out loud together at the same time on three. And it's uh, one slide. Uh, it's in your, on your agenda. One, two, three. Salvation and grant my every desire. But evil men 
Amen. Amen. And again, tonight we're sharing a message entitled, The Fruition of My Salvation, The Fruition of My Salvation. And tonight we're going to look on around three points as the Holy Spirit gives us utterance. We're going to talk about the right position. We're going to talk about the right promise. And we're going to talk about the right pardon, the right position, the right promise, and the right pardon. And a message entitled, The Fruition of My Salvation. And we want Christians to know tonight that Christians should live right before God to be blessed by God. Christians should live right before God to be blessed by God. The right position. Many of you, maybe like me, have taken a look at yesterday's town hall debate and we also took a look at the first debate and and we've seen that uh, the major concern for most of us in America has to do with jobs, has to do with jobs and the economy. And, and we do believe that the person that will be elected as our president, POTUS, president of the United States, uh, it's probably going to win or lose on the economy, on the economy and jobs. And that's why uh, you hear them talking about jobs. And, and, and But what I've noticed uh, throughout these debates, particularly from Christians, is that they are Facebooking uh, and tweeting their opinion about for or against uh, their candidate, uh, so much so that it has it, it, come to concern me. And, and throughout all of this time, I've, I've always, I've said that we as Christians, we are supposed to do our civic duty, but I have to remind you that our God doesn't ride the back of a donkey or an elephant. And, uh, but we want you to do your civic duty uh, but many times people treat the president of the United States as if he's some kind of God. And that's what concerned me during this last election where we had the whole nation saying three words. Uh, yes, we can. Now, after the loss of enthusiasm, um, they said we can, but four years later, they're saying we can't. Hello, somebody. <laughs> they're saying, some are saying that they've lost their enthusiasm, and they, and they don't realize that legislation takes more than enthusiasm. It takes uh, a man or a woman committed to do the work. And I think we have one of the greatest uh, uh, democratic systems because it's, it's called the balance of powers. And in other words, you can't go to Washington thinking that just because you represent one party and think that you're going to get something done. The only people that can go to Washington are people who are really people of integrity and who can understand both sides of the argument and learn to compromise to, to get something done. Hello, somebody. In other words, if you go there with a childish mindset and a childish attitude, nothing will be accomplished. Hello, somebody. But they were, they were making like that the president, and, and people are thinking that the president is God. Oh, don't you know the president can't 
do nothing about jobs? Hello, somebody. <laughs> That's not his job anyway. He's supposed to govern. And, but yet, these unrealistic expectations are, are placed on whatever party man who will win the job. But I believe God has raised me during this time like he did last time when they were saying, yes, we can. I was saying, yes, God can. Hello, somebody. I was saying, yes, God can. Because I knew that enthusiasm wasn't enough. Uh, yes, God can. Because I knew that there's limitations in man. Uh, yes, God can. And if we want our nation to be blessed, and better yet, if we want our church to be blessed, we've got to come to terms with what we're going to study tonight. And the first thing we've got to come to terms with is, is we've got to be in the right position. Hello, somebody. The text says in Samuel tonight, if my heart were not right with God, or if my house were not right with God, if my, if my house was not right with God, God wouldn't be able to make a covenant with me. If my house wasn't right with God, God wouldn't be able to, to, to pardon me to uh, salvation or bless me with salvation and give me the desires of, of my heart if my heart or house isn't right. And really, if you're in that house and you don't have the right heart, that's the problem. Hello, somebody. And we have a lot of people oh, who want men to do something and they're limited when really we've got to get our house right. Say to your neighbor, neighbor, oh, neighbor, we got to get our house right. And as I was looking, I was saying, now, uh, you know, you can vote and you should vote. But the, the, the vote that you really should be voting for, and, and this is on a daily basis, comes in this classic text that we hear many times. Second Chronicles chapter seven, verse 14. If you want jobs, if you want our nation to be blessed, oh, if you want a better economy, if you want to make sure that, oh, people get equal pay for equal jobs, if you want want to make sure oh that our nation is blessed if you want to make sure that our church is blessed we want to make sure oh that our households and marriages and children and children's children are blessed oh here's the vote that you need to make tonight you don't have to wait oh to vote you can vote right now tonight and this is the vote it says that if my people hello somebody who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways. Then will I hear from heaven and forgive their sins and heal their land. Oh, if you want oh, to make the right vote, why don't you vote for God? Why don't you say tonight that yes, God can. Why don't you make his house what he says his house should be? He said that my house shall be called a house of prayer. Hello, somebody. And if we want to forward the cause of Christ in our nature, then we, and, and, and interestingly enough, it says that if my people, it, it didn't say that if the Muslim, it didn't say if the Buddhist, it didn't say, it says if my people, if, if God's covenant people, oh, in the New Testament terms, uh, if Christian folk, hello, somebody. Hello, somebody. If, if Christian folk who, who call by my name, if they will humble themselves and pray and pray and pray and see 
my face and, and do what? Turn from their wicked ways. Hello, somebody. God, hold on, bless. Oh, you heard me say it before. God don't bless a mess. God, God don't bless wicked folk. And if we want to make sure that God moves in the life of our church, oh, and in the vision for what our church, what we need to do and what the building committee, oh, first, the first thing they said that we needed to do coming out of the, the building committee was to pray. Hello, somebody. Hello, somebody. Not, not raise the funds. Oh, not come up with different stewardship methods. Not do a bank sale. Not, oh, we've got to pray. And you said, preacher, what is it that we need to pray about? I'm glad that you asked. Oh, you need to, oh, oh, seek my face. And this is our prayer. Turn from our wicked ways. Hello, somebody. And he's talking about God's people. You mean God's people can be wicked? Oh, if you ever read that Old Testament, yes, God's people could be wicked. If you ever been around the church for any time, I was talking with somebody about how it should work, and they was and they was talking about, well, what about Christian love? And and, and I, I said to them facetiously, now if we did what God's word told us to do, and we'd be able to, it would make my job a lot easier. Hello, somebody. <laughs> Hello, somebody. We've got to turn from our wicked ways. Oh, and then it says, then will I hear from heaven and forgive their sins and do what? Heal their land. Hello, somebody. This is the right position to take during the election period of time. This is the right position. Oh, we've got to be determined to, no matter who gets in the White House, to pray for the White House. Hello, somebody. Oh, because he's limited. He, he, he only has four to eight years, and then time goes on and power shifts. Oh, so we've got to pray for those that are in the White House. We've got to pray for those that are legislators. And we've got to pray for those that are on the judicial systems within our nation. And we've got to pray. And, and we, the people of God, have to seek God's face. And if we want our land to truly be blessed, why don't you make a vote for holiness in your life? Hello, somebody. And you don't have to wait till a certain day to be holy. Why don't we start tonight and say, oh, I'm going to be in the right position. Oh, and I'm going to place myself under the mighty hand of God. That's what humility is. Humble themselves. That's the problem with most of us. We're not humble. Hello, somebody. And you've heard me say it many times. Prideful people don't pray. Hello, somebody. Hello, somebody, because they think they can do it uh, oh, their way. I, I, I was listening to, uh, I think it was a radio station. They said the most popular song that's played, one of the most popular songs that's played during a funeral is Frank Sinatra's My Way. <laughs> Hello, somebody. Hello, somebody. No, it's not about me. Hello, somebody. But it's about him. Right. Hello, somebody say to your neighbor, neighbor, neighbor. oh, neighbor, is your house right? He said that if my house wasn't right, I wouldn't be able to be in this lasting covenant. If my house wasn't right, I wouldn't be able, oh, to be blessed with this fruition of salvation. And not only that, but, oh, God granted me my every desires. 
But it started with his house. It started with his house. His house right. The, the right position leads to the right promise. And it says, surely, in verse 5, the B part, surely he would not have made with me an everlasting covenant. Surely he would not make. If my house wasn't right, God wouldn't have made this everlasting covenant with me. If my house wasn't right, I, I wouldn't be blessed. If my house wasn't right, oh, I wouldn't get salvation. If my house wasn't right, if it was a covenant that he made, if God says it, that settles it, and that is it. Hello, somebody. I was I was listening to what uh, Deacon was sharing with me in my office just a, a, a minute ago about the Sunday school lesson, and, and he was wondering whether we really got the difference between the Isaac and the and the Ishmael. Uh, uh, the, uh, are we going to try to do it Isaac uh, Ishmael's way? We're going to try to help God out, uh, oh, and end up doing wrong? Are we going to wait on the Lord uh, and do it His way? And and if He says it, that settles it because I have a covenant with him he oh he and I have a relationship he and I have a covenant uh, just like uh, married folk when they say I do oh marriage is a covenant between two people before God God has that same kind of covenant with me that same kind of covenant with my church uh, oh but if my house wasn't right he wouldn't have nothing to do with me hello somebody hello somebody Here's an example of that covenant in Genesis chapter 9, verse 16. Whenever the rainbow appears in the clouds, I will see it and remember the everlasting covenant between God and all living creatures of every kind on the earth. That's a modern day picture. It's a modern day. I call it a modern day picture because... You know, my wife takes a lot of pictures and sometimes I, I scroll through the pictures and I can remember scrolling through her pictures here recently and seeing a, a wonderful picture of a rainbow, a rainbow. And I, and I couldn't help but to think about God's everlasting covenant. Oh, it says he's not going to flood the world anymore like that. Hello, somebody. God has an everlasting covenant for, for those whose house is right. He, he, he has an everlasting covenant, an everlasting promise. He, he, he looks out for the righteous. He blesses the righteous. And if you're living righteous, hold oh, and you're in, oh, the right, oh, promise. Hello, somebody. Hello, somebody. We as a church, we, 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 we have to, have that, 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 that right position before God. We, we as a church, if we get that in that right position, we can have the right promises and the right promises for our church is God building the building. Hello, somebody. You say God building the building? Yes. Hello, somebody. Doesn't mean that we don't have something to do in it because uh, Abraham, after all, had to provide the seed in that whole situation with Isaac. Hello, somebody. <laughs> Hello, somebody. We want God to work and move in marvelous and miraculous ways. We've got to get our house right. We, and we've got to get the promises of God right. And lastly, and this is the fruition of our salvation, we've, we get the right pardon. For the last part of the text says, surely... He would not bring to fruition my salvation and grant me my every desire. If, if my house wasn't right, 
He wouldn't have made this, uh, this everlasting covenant. And, and because he made this uh, everlasting covenant, guess what? Oh, my salvation is on the way. My, my fruition is on the way. I couldn't help but to think of somebody's listening, either within the sound of my voice, either us as a church or somebody's listening. And when God is saying that, oh, the fruition of your salvation is on the way. Hello, somebody. Oh, folks, you say he's on time, God. Yes, he is. Another song says, oh, now it's your own time, God. But the, the other song says, God, do it. Do it for me right now. Hello, somebody. God is saying to somebody that your salvation, the fruition of your salvation is here. It's now. Oh, can you believe? But if you're here today and your house is not right, oh, don't look for the fruition of salvation. Come on, God. Hello, somebody. Don't look for him to show up and show out. Don't look for him to make a way out of no way. Don't look for him to, oh, don't look for him if your house is not right. And we live in a culture and a society where we want God to be our divine, heavenly. Oh, I think it was Von Hopper who said, call God, people call God a divine bellhop to come see about what we want Oh, December is coming. We think God is a divine. Oh, Santa Claus. And we just make our wish list and uh, we wait for him to bring it. No, it doesn't work like that. The house has to be right before there's a covenant relationship and before there's a fruition of salvation. Oh, and it goes to us for a church. We have to pose the question, is the house right for a blessing? Hello, somebody. Hello, somebody. Are we right for, for a blessing? Hello, somebody. Samuel, he said, if my house wasn't right with God, surely he would not have, have made me an everlasting covenant and arranged and secured in every part. Surely he would have, have not brought to fruition my salvation Salvation to me is somebody who's just surviving. But he, he not only says that he's, he can let you and make you survive, but he, he's talking about thriving now. For he goes on to say, Grant, and granted me my every desire. Wow! <laughs> he went from surviving to thriving. Hello, somebody. He, he had my fruition of my salvation. He, he made a way out of nowhere. He got me out of a fix. But not only that, he gave me my every desire. Wow. How many here can say that they are living out their every desire right now? And if you're not, and if you're not able to say that right now, maybe your house not right. Hello, somebody. Another verse says it this way, and we, we, we take it out of context, oh, because we teach it without, oh, the house being right. We teach it about, oh, without that everlasting covenant, oh, and we just read this text and say, delight yourself in the Lord, and he will give you the desires of your heart, Psalms 27, 4, oh, but that has to be in the context of your house being right. Hello, somebody. And you can't delight yourself in the Lord unless your house is right. Hello, somebody. Hello, somebody. Hello, somebody. When you get your house right, when you get your 
relationship with God right. Then you can get the cake of Christianity. Hello, somebody. Which is the blessings. Hello, somebody. Do we want to be blessed as a church? Dare I say we all do. Just as a church, let alone individuals. There I say, I would want to say that every member here would like to see a, a, a new building built. Hello, somebody. I, I would like to think that. I may be a little naive in thinking that. But I would like to think that if God says we can have it, at least you could want what God says we could have. Hello, somebody. I, most of us, some of us fall into a trap, you know. I think last week I got a email telling me that I was a millionaire. <laughs> now, I, I, I know it wasn't true, but I sure wanted it to be true. <laughs> what if God is telling us, he's just sending us a divine email tonight telling us that the building is already built and we believe it. Wow. And we do what is necessary. And we're going to learn some things tonight about the necessity of what we need to do. And we do that and God works. But tonight, let's start with getting our house right. Hello, somebody. And I'm going to pause right now before we even enter into our, our, our meeting, our, our church conference. I'm, I'm going to pause right now and I'm going to ask you to pray for your house. Get your, get your house right. Con, con, confess your sins uh, uh, before the Lord and, 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 and seek his face. Humble yourself before the Lord. Let's, let's kneel right where we are and humble ourselves before the Lord. That we might have our house right even before we enter into this meeting. Hello again, this is Pastor right Michael Eaton. I've been your host for today's well, program. And before we sign off, pray we right just want to make sure right that you have a personal relationship with God. You know, many people are waiting to have a personal relationship with God. They're waiting because they're trying to clean up their life or get right with God to stop smoking or cursing before they come to the house of the Lord. And you know what I tell them? There's nothing that you can do or stop doing that would make you right for a relationship with God. The thing that you must do, however, is take God's provision. You see, in order to get right with God, you have to meet him on his terms. And his terms is Jesus Christ. The Bible says, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believes in him shall not perish but have everlasting life. The Bible says that we have all sinned and come short of the glory of God. But the Bible also said that God demonstrated his love towards us and that while we were yet sinners, Christ died. God's only son, God's love, Christ died for us. So in order to get right with God, you have to accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. And you can do that today by praying this simple prayer. Dear God, I confess with my mouth the Lord Jesus, and I believe in my heart that Jesus died for my sins, was buried, and rose again on the third day. Dear God, come into my life, come into my heart as my Lord and Savior. Amen.
praise the Lord. You pray that prayer for the first time, then the angels in heaven are rejoicing. For now you are a child of the living King. Because you're a child of the living King, you have to find God's family, and that's what the church is. The church is God's family here on earth. We love, believe by faith that you've been born to the household of faith here at Bethlehem again. We're at 311 North Dunbar in Paul's Valley, Oklahoma, 55 miles south of Oklahoma City. We'd love to see you in our services. But if you're listening throughout the world, listening throughout the United States, Canada, United Kingdom, or even China, we're going to pray that God will deliver you to a Bible-believing, Bible-teaching, Bible-living church where you can grow up in the things of God. We want to thank you once again for listening. And again, if you prayed that prayer for the first time, you need to find a church home. A baby born needs to be a baby born in the family because babies can't make it on their own. And if you prayed that prayer for the first time, you are a spiritual baby. You must find a church home. Again, we want to thank you for joining us today. And I'm going to give us a final benediction. A benediction is a final blessing. Father God, we thank you, Lord, and we pray in Jesus' name that you would bless everyone at the sound of my voice, especially the new children of God. Deliver them safely to a church home and put your hedge of protection around us all. Keep us safe from our harm and danger until we meet again, either here in Cyber Church or in the service. We thank you, Father God, in Jesus' name. Amen. Hello again. This and is Pastor Mike Lee Tom, the senior Lord. pastor of the Bethlehem Baptist Church in Pauls Valley, Oklahoma. We want to take this opportunity to see if God used this message in your heart. If if your life has changed, if God really spoke to you and touched your heart and changed the moment in your life, we just want to thank God for how he's working in your life, but we also want to take this opportunity to see if we can get you to sow a seed in the life of our church. Right now, we're entering into a building program, and we've calling this program Vision to Reality. And this is phase one of our building program, and I've told many of our members, you know, I may not serve at a mega church, but I do serve a mega God. Not living in a mega city. This is Paul's Valley. But we serve a mega God because we're heard all over the United States and different countries and kingdoms. And we're believing that God owns the cattle on a thousand hills where you are. And if you take a moment and go to our church website at www.heargodsword at Bethlehem.com. And you can hear it. Uh, tap the link on the MySpace page or... Uh, just go to the front page of our website at www.heargodsword at Bethlehem.com and scroll to the bottom there. You'll see Vision to Reality, and that's where you can give to the building. And we, we want to do it kind of just like Obama did. He raised his funds. It was just people, ordinary, everyday people, $25 that helped him to raise millions of dollars in a economy that people were saying that is depressed. I think that's God. And I believe God can do it for us. And we want you to give. Once again now, if God has touched and moved and worked in your life as a result of you listening to this ministry, we want you to give to vision to reality and help us to make our building here in Paul's Valley 
state-of-the-art build a reality because you've taken time to give 25, 50, 10, 100, and you may be able to do more. Whatever God is laying on your heart, we need you so we can build this vision to a reality. May God bless you and keep you is my prayer. Again, go to the website, www.heargodsword.com.